Hello, this is Yarrow, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today's guest is Nathan Williams. Hello, this is Yarrow Stark, and welcome to an Entrepreneur's Journey podcast interview. Today, my guest is Nathan Williams, who came into contact with me or, or got on my radar actually through some comments he left on uh, some blog posts I wrote recently. I wrote a series of blog posts talking about how you don't need large volume of traffic going to your blog in order to make a, a full-time income or 100000 a year, whatever your goal might be. And Nathan actually made comment that he's making a full-time income from his blog and he does average around 200 to 300 visitors a day. So he's kind of like proof of this concept. So I had to invite him onto this podcast to explain how he's able to make a full-time income from such a, a small amount of traffic going to a blog, which is definitely a bit counterintuitive to what most people think that you need to have big numbers blogging in order to make big money. So, Nathan, thank you for joining me on this interview. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Arrow. So just to clarify, Nathan, you are a poker player and you teach people how to play micro stakes, right? That's your, your sort of niche in poker. Is that correct? Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I would consider myself, I, I was a, a full-time professional poker player for about five or six years. I don't consider myself full-time anymore. Um, I'm a lot more on the teaching side of the game, but playing it still uh, is still a part of, of what I do, yes. Just to clarify for people, what exactly do you mean when you say micro-stakes? Uh, when I'm talking about micro-stakes, I'm talking about online poker, and I'm talking about um, stakes where you buy in, where you can put as uh, the amount that you bring to the table is anywhere from about $5 to $100. Okay. So it's really affordable poker playing, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's amounts of money that uh, for most people are not uh, are kind of trivial, but um, with the ability to uh, play many tables at once on the internet, um, this can actually uh, work into a uh, full-time income for, for some people, especially at the higher end of that scale. Okay, so this is how you do it. You're actually playing multiple tables, and I'm assuming, though, with a lower stake, the upside isn't as significant either. Like, do you, Can you walk away from a low-stakes table with millions of dollars? No, right? Uh, no, absolutely. You can absolutely not. You can walk away from uh, with millions of hands like I did uh, and make you know minimum wage. But uh, <laughs> um, at the higher end, uh, with the hundred dollar buy-in, the fifty dollar buy-in, if you're a significant winner in those, you can you can definitely make you know fifty thousand, maybe even upwards of a hundred thousand a year at those stakes, okay. mass multi-tabling full time. Wow, and that that's what you were doing for a while as a sort of full time income. Um, yeah, at those stakes and below. Okay. Yeah. And your claim to fame from that was uh, becoming the highest earner in the micro stakes area online. Is that right? Um, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a brag and a a beat as we call it in poker because it was actually mostly at the lower end of that scale. So <laughs> uh, at the very lowest stakes, but uh, yes, I was um, uh, pegged by a uh, independent site once as having the uh, uh, the most winnings of all time at those two limits. It's it's kind of like you know the featherweight class in, in fighting yeah. you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it still counts but people don't pay as much attention right so yeah yeah okay that well that's cool. awesome you you've parlayed that into a, an internet teaching business so you obviously became very good at this skill and then started teaching people and I mentioned um, you make a full time income and we've been talking uh, prior to recording this interview about uh, what Nathan's comfortable talking about with his income um, and it's actually really straightforward Nathan sells two ebooks about micro stakes on his blog and that 
is the predominant source of income he has. So he's selling somewhere between 200 and 300 copies of this ebook a month, of these two ebooks a month. And uh, it's all coming from a very small volume traffic blog, which I think is incredible. And I'd love to hear how this is occurring. Um, but Nathan, I, I think we should probably go in, back in time first and, and see. I want to see how the, the poker connection happened to the internet marketing connection, since they're often very similar worlds. So, but first of all, um, did, you've obviously had day jobs beforehand. Have you had any kind of entrepreneurial background at all? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I did the, I actually went the whole college route, uh, like I guess quite a few people do. Um, and I, I graduated in about 2003 with a totally unrelated degree in uh, history. Um, didn't really have a whole lot. I, I, I had basically the jobs that I'd had to that point were just, um, sort of menial labor. They certainly were not entrepreneurial by any means. Um, and after that, uh, soon after I graduated uh, university, though, I, I fell into poker. This is about 2004. That's when the online poker boom uh, happened, when a guy named Chris Moneymaker won the World Series of Poker, as, as a lot of people may remember, and uh, uh, poker became big on TV. And uh, I sort of uh, just started working my way up through the very smallest stakes and uh, by about 2007, I had, um, I had uh, managed to... Uh, the, I, I was managing to make uh, significantly more money uh, each night in the two hours after I'd worked my full-time job that I would uh, come home and play poker. I was making about double what I made all day. So it didn't make any sense to uh, to work my day job anymore. Um, I continued playing full-time for about five or six years. Um, <clears throat> and I had gotten into the uh, make money blogging sphere, I guess roughly as it's called, uh, following your blog um, and several others. And uh, I'd always kind of been interested in that angle, but I had uh, never really gotten into it. Uh, and I think one day somebody on my blog uh, just asked, um, like I said before, I'd become sort of infamous or famous for having the big, the most winnings ever at the lowest stakes. So I had uh, I developed quite a, a following. I just had a small blog that a lot of people were interested in because I, I talked about my my winnings and how much I played and stuff. And some people uh, mentioned, "Hey, why don't you put this in a book or something?" I, okay, I just stop yeah. for a second, Nathan. I'm just curious. So, sure. you know, you were exposed to other bloggers. Did you yeah. immediately go out and start a blog with the intention for it to become a money making business, or were you just thinking, "I want to chronicle what I'm doing in poker and, and build some some fame around it"? Yeah, absolutely not. In fact, for the first, th my blog has actually been on uh, on the internet for seven years, and for the first three years, I actually didn't even release my my poker screen name, so I blogged anonymously. Um, and it actually was not until I I said who I want who I was, I revealed who I was, that the traffic started coming. And when you um, say reveal, how do you do that? Are you talking about you you talking in forums or where where do the people talk about poker? Um, so yeah, I mean, there was this. Uh, so certainly on forums, people had mentioned my name before, um, and and on this uh, this one website that was uh, tracking the the winnings of all online poker players, um, and people could see how much I was winning. Um, and I came out with a blog post one day and basically just said, "I am that person," and. Uh, then a lot of traffic started coming over to my site. Right. So for people who are curious, it's blackrain79 and .com is, is the website address that you write this. And that also is, I assume, the, uh, the, the name that people would have seen at the top of these rankings but not known who it was. And then you came out and said that was you. 
Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's my poker screen name is BlackRain79. Okay, are you born in 1979? Uh, yep. <laughs> Me too. Yep. High five for that. Go cool, over there. 35. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> big year. So, uh, okay, so you, you announced yourself to the world that you're this guy and, and thanks to this independent site that was showing people winning and you were appearing at the top of the, the micro state, so you're the, the featherweight champion of poker, um, that got some attention and then people actually paid attention to your blog then, right? So did you sort of start thinking then, all right, maybe now is the time to start selling something? Like how did that transition and and also how do you were you even aware of the possibility like did you stay in touch with the you know my blog and the make money online area to know that you could do all these different business models with the blog um so yeah i mean i i actually to be honest no i i thought that all the attention was was kind of funny to be honest i was just uh, i was tired of checking my profile on there because the thing is is that once you become popular for anything on the internet and i did not ask for this popularity I, it was i in fact i did not want my results published um you started getting people that you know haters right and uh, i was i was tired of listening to them so i figured if i got all the traffic over to my blog i could stop reading all the crap I had a lot of fans too, and uh, I could uh, have a, a civil conversation on my blog. Um, I had never thought about monetizing it in any way. I would say probably about a year or two later, um, I had still followed your blog loosely, um, but then there were some, you know, uh, newer names that are definitely becoming bigger. Uh, people like Pat Flynn. Um, uh, Derek Halpern, Social Triggers, and um, I certainly was very interested in that whole. Uh, make money online type thing, um, but I really didn't know how to go about it. Uh, and then Pat Flynn uh, wrote an ebook on how to write an ebook, and that actually was the inspiration uh, behind writing the first one. Um, but I had also uh, I had, I had uh, gotten some interest uh, in with coaching as well, just inside the poker industry, and uh, it, it was just all kind of new to me that anybody would actually want to be taught by the featherweight champion, so to speak. Um, but the uh, I was definitely following the Make Money Online uh, sphere, you, your blog, uh, people like Pat Flynn, Jer mm. Derek Alpern as well at that time. I can imagine Pat having his first success being an ebook about the uh, architecture exam must have been such a, an obvious correlation to what you thought you could do. And, and but I remember right too, Pat's first blog was actually another example of a small traffic blog with selling a lot of product. I don't think it was quite as small traffic as yours sounds like it is, sort of 200 to yeah. 300 visitors. But again, it's this sort of consistent traffic and you're just selling this training product and you went with the ebook. So can you tell us then the next steps? Did you, well, you knew how to write an ebook because you followed Pat's advice there. What about things like email list, sales page, product launches? What, where did, you know, did you learn all that or did you sort of trial and error your way through it all? Um, so yeah, I, I pretty much uh, <laughs> from a lot of different uh, blogs, uh, just tried to uh, figure out what I could. But uh, when I when I launched my first book, I had uh, no email list at all, um, and I honestly I didn't get going on it until just a year ago. Wow, <laughs> Nathan! Wow, <laughs> seven years. In I know <laughs> six years of that email list. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, is that am I correct in saying then that your early sales of your product were was without an email list? It was just the blog was making sales. Uh, it was purely just off the blog wow. and just off uh, word of mouth on forums. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so maybe take us through the the, the days you released that ebook and and what you did. 
Um, so, I mean, I had a, a collection of different marketing uh, ideas, and certainly uh, some of them were to uh, to send emails to major bloggers uh, and basically just say to them, and major poker news sites, uh, to say to them, hey, I've got this new book. Uh, this is sort of my rough credentials. You might have heard of me. Um, I'll send you the book for free if, if you'd uh, like to review it. Uh, and I got replies from uh, quite a few. Uh, including a couple of the big uh, poker news uh, sites, and and that definitely helped me out uh, in the early going. Um, I also did that on forums a little bit. I I would find out who the most sort of uh, you know look at the post count, who the 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 sort of the big. Uh, uh, popular posters on some of the most popular poker forums, and I'd uh, send them a private message, just a handful of them, and say, "Hey, I got a, a new book. Uh, I'd love to send it to you if you'd write up a review for me." Okay, and that sort of stirred all this traffic towards, I assume, a sales page that you'd written yourself. Uh, yeah, so I, I wrote a sales page again, just just pulling ideas from a bunch of different uh, sources, like yourself, uh, Pat Flynn, Derek, uh, um, and just kind of wrote it up and uh, did what I could. I'm not, I definitely do not think I'm a natural seller at all. Um, I felt very confident in selling this book because I knew that I had the results to back it up. Um, and so that allowed me to, to just sort of, uh, to write it and uh, just feel confident in what I was saying. Mm. Um, without all the over-the-top salesy stuff, there was basically none of that at all. Right. The credibility in the story really helps, doesn't it, when you've done something yeah. and you're, you're teaching it. Okay, so expectations. Did you expect to sell lots or a little or none? How, what were you kind of thinking that this, this book might do? I had no idea. I was scared to death. I had about 12 people on my blog that said they were going to write the thing, and I just spent a month and a half on it. Um, I basically said if I make 10K on this thing lifetime, I'll probably be happy, and it had surpassed that within a couple months, I believe, uh, at about maybe the three or four months mark. It, it, or Sorry, it, it, it uh, made four times that, I believe. Right. Um, or no, no, sorry, it had made the, 10, the 10K mark, and at about the two-point uh, two-year mark, it had uh, made about five times that amount. Um, right. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was much better than I had, had I had uh, anticipated. Okay, and just to clarify, this is a like a twenty nine ninety five dollar ebook. Was that how much you launched it at? Uh, this is a twenty dollar. Actually, I, I sold it for. Uh, I kind of did it the wrong way. I think I sold it for thirty dollars the first month, um, and then people didn't buy it for like one or two days, and I freaked out and I just <laughs> snapped, dropped it to like nineteen ninety five, and um, it's actually sold for twenty bucks. Uh, it was only the very first month. I'm sorry for all those people <laughs> who bought it in the first month at thirty bucks. <laughs> It's been twenty bucks ever since then. Yeah, that is the wrong way around. Usually, it is. <laughs> start cheap, reward the early adopters, and then up the uh, price. Yep. <laughs> I guess a total newbie, uh, learning as I go, pretty much. That's love so. it. I love that it still worked. So, okay, now you've had ongoing sales since then. So, how many years ago did you first release the first book? Uh, the first book was released um, at the very end of two thousand eleven. Okay, so you're getting on to three years now. Um, and it's been consistently selling, right, since then. It's not like, you know, it, it sold through the first two or three months and then died off completely. Uh, how? Like, where? How do you make sales? Because uh, <laughs> they keep yeah, coming. I, for sure. I mean, I would say that really, uh, I mean, this is... It, I kind of, like I said, with my backstory, I came in through already having sort of a well-known name and stuff, which certainly helped. Um, but I would say that the vast, vast majority of 
the reason that my book has succeeded is because it is uh, it's through word of mouth sales and people just saying that it's high quality. Um, whereas there was no launch. I mean, for my first book, there was no launch at all. I had no email list. I had I didn't even have a Facebook page. Mm. Um, I had nothing. So uh, so it's not about launch at all. Um, I'm not saying that's good. That's definitely not good. Um, but uh, that that's really been the reason why it's sold is, is through quality and, and people saying good things about it. That's, that's awesome. I love the fact that you literally published a blog post probably telling people you've got this book. You had the sales yep. page and you just told a bunch of people uh, that you could give them free copies if you know leader leading people in your space if they write a review give them a free copy some of them did they send targeted traffic back to you and two years almost three years later you're still making sales <laughs> so that's incredible um, but it sounds like you obviously learned a little bit uh, about launches and, and things because you've recently produced mm -hmm. a second book now I'd love before we talk about that in terms of your blog and maintaining connection with your community and now that you have an email list, have you just sort of been learning a bit more about internet marketing and product launches and so on and just building in the tools and, and maybe, I don't know, is there anything else you're doing now that's different from when you first did it that's working well? Um, to be honest, I mean, I'm just still learning as I go. I mean, uh, it obviously, um, after two years um, or two and a half since the first book, I learned a lot. I mean, I, I had an actual email list, albeit a very small one. Uh, so, I, so I actually had something like a real launch uh, this time. Um, but just trying to pick up what I can um, from the various, you know, uh, sites um, these days in this, uh, the make money online sphere. Um, really, you know, trying to, to work with uh, different opt-in uh, forms for the email list. Um, I guess I'm not really sure what else. Just trying to, uh, and uh, something that I've really been trying to uh, to work out at the last the last year or so is uh, number one blog more. I've been putting about a, out about one once a month, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but also uh, focusing on SEO um, a little bit more. Um, trying to focus on other platforms besides blogging, such as YouTube. And I do have a plan to probably start a podcast of my own later this year. Um, so just being a little bit more active, involved. Um, and uh, I, I have, I've actually doubled the traffic on my site in the last uh, about a year and just honestly just writing uh, high quality SEO focused articles and really only about once a month. Mm, amazing. And then I uh, guess to be fair, when you say double, uh, you know, true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I do want to put that caveat in there for, to go from 100 people a day to 200 people a day. Um, <laughs> exactly. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No offense, but that's kind of like a blip on the, on the, I know. On the scale. For me. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's a, and do you notice a correlation with that and sales of your book? Um, yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, uh, it's it's definitely targeted traffic that's mostly organic coming from Google and other sources like that. And uh, I've definitely noticed. Uh, um, with the doubling of, of, of the traffic, uh, at least a 50% increase in sales, mm -hmm. um, which I'd say is, is probably pretty good because a lot of the traffic is, I guess what you call cold traffic where you, they don't know me and I kind of have to sell them through my content because they're just finding me through Google, um, rather than a sort of one of those more high quality word of mouth, um, uh, things that you get on a forum or something. Right, a referral. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And speaking of which, so do you now have, like, I'm assuming you attract someone from a search result to a blog post and you're hoping they join 
the Black Rain 79 newsletter, which then gives them more information. And then you are selling the book throughout those emails and those blog posts as well. Is that what you mean by building the relationship with you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely take a super, super soft sell approach um, where really, I mean, I, I don't really sell anything on my newsletter. I mean, unless, you know, when I come out with a new book, and I, I might mention it in passing once every 10th email or something, but um, just really trying to uh, provide high-quality, free information as often as possible. Um, and when I do come out with a product, uh, I'll take, you know, the, the Derek Halpern kind of hard sell, you know, I'll send them a couple emails for sure. But uh, beyond that, I'm, I'm just trying to provide uh, high-quality information for free uh, as much as possible. Okay, just take us through what you did then for the second book. Uh, what was different in terms of a launch and how did that go? Um, I had an email list this time, so that definitely was a huge uh, benefit. Um, also, I would say that my uh, email list is very small. I don't mind saying that it's, it's about 1,300 people or something now. Um, but I, I do get really high uh, open rates. I, I don't really actually know. It, it says the industry average is about 18%, and my open rate is close to three times that. Um, and a lot of, I think the reason is a lot of the people uh, on my list are former buyers of my first book, so they're already fans. Um, and also, I don't offer any kind of uh, incentive to get on my email list on my website, which is probably not a good thing. But I would say that just the vast majority of people on my list really, really want to be on there. Um, uh, so that really I'm seeing incentive. Uh, top strategies for success in 2014. True. Exclusive tips on crushing small stakes poker. That's pretty. <laughs> that's a good reason oh, to I, join the newsletter. I guess what I meant is I'm not offering uh, a quote unquote bribe like a lot of people. A free there's report. No, or, there's no yeah. free report. There's no free video, which probably is not the smartest thing. Maybe I will get going on that at some point. Well, you know what you do? You look at your conversion rate, right? How many people visit your yeah. site? How many people join the newsletter? It, it sounds like you don't have a high volume website. You don't have a massive email no. list either, and you. Don't know yep. what where's the correlation is it increase your traffic increase your email but anyway um you know so many possibilities here for you i'd love to uh to talk to you about some of the things you could do yeah. but but keep going <laughs> with what you did with the launch uh so absolutely i mean i just really focused heavily on the uh, the year up to it just providing tons of high quality information to the list um I talked. I definitely tried to uh, to hype the book a little bit in previous blog posts. Uh, I had talked about about for about six months leading up to it. Uh, just number one that I am writing it, and that created buzz. People were constantly talking about it. Um, people were constantly asking me when it's going to be released, which kind of lit a fire uh, under my ass a little bit because I definitely got lazy with it and. Um, uh, just in general, just just building more buzz, uh, trying to get involved with social media a little bit more. I'm still not very good at that, but um, um, and really, just the biggest thing is just having a name this time. Um, as being a known poker author, uh, I was I was actually kind of laughed at by a couple people in the beginning with my first book, uh, especially because it's you know the featherweight champion who needs to uh, read about those stakes, right? <laughs> um, whereas I think I was taken a lot more seriously with this book. It also take uh, sorry, it took uh, a lot longer to uh, to write um, and was far, far more in-depth. So um, so I guess there was just a lot of uh, um, a lot of, a lot more things going my way this time, that's for sure. And did you do some sort of scarcity, like a, a deadline for a bonus or a price increase or anything like that? 
Uh, no, I honestly have not done anything of that. I, I, I have put a, uh, a promotional, um, uh, just just saying it was a promotional price, which I'm not actually sure uh, if I'm uh, actually going to raise the price. Um, just looking at the poker market now for poker books and, and sort of where the, the pricing is at, I'm not sure if I can raise it. Um, but no, I, I really uh, didn't use, I'm really just, it's not that I'm anti-hard sell, it's just I've been kind of, uh, I've, I've always felt that I don't need to do that um, too much, so I really try to stay away from as much kind of that kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, you, better. You, you sell 300 copies a month, then, you know, that's fine. Maybe if you drop to 10 a month, you might start thinking, okay, I need to do For something sure. different, right? Oh, that absolutely. was about results. Uh, and on that sort of thread, have you, I'm, I'm sure you must have thought about this, but additional products like, I know you don't want to do coaching, you did coaching, you sort of are looking more for the more passive selling type products, but certainly a course, um, you know, recorded webinars, that could be a higher price product. Uh, I know you don't want to do coaching, but maybe a membership site that drip releases content, watching you play, like recording you playing poker. I don't know if you can legally do that. Have you thought about creating these sort of additional products to have some kind of back end after these ebooks that sell so well? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, right now, I mean, my, my entire goal for certainly the rest of this year is just to traffic build because, you know, I, I asked myself if I can do this with 200 to 300 uniques a day, uh, what could I be doing if I could even double that? Um, so really, that's kind of my main goal right now. And I just spent, honestly, uh, six months of uh, every day on this second book. Um, so I'm a little bit um, not looking to release a new product mm, right away. Gotcha. Uh, but absolutely with, uh, with some sort of course, uh, maybe some sort of group coaching uh, webinar, webinar or, or possibly even a membership site, um, those are all things that I'm uh, definitely going to be interested to uh, be looking into in uh, 2015. Yeah, I was going to say that 300 customers a month, that's a lot of customers and you only need to have a you know, small percentage of them buy the other products. And it's, as I wrote about in that series that connected and resulted in this interview, uh, it's easy to sell to existing customers. So, you you know, even by growing your traffic, you're trying to sell to new customers. So you probably got a lot of a lot of latency within your existing customer base like that. That email list you have of everyone who's bought your products that's very valuable. Like I think, you know, you could do really well with that, but obviously you know that I know what it's like to get burnt out on product creation too. After you've put a lot of work into one product, you're like, you know what? I just need to have a break and not create any more, <clears throat> not create yeah. any more for a while. Excuse me. So, um, then going forward, Nathan, uh, you know, it sounds like we've covered what you've done so far. You've, you've built a blog, you've just started your email newsletter in the last year. You've got two products that are selling really well. Um, you're living in Thailand, and your your books are covering more than your living expenses, full time income there. And obviously, people can do the math: two to three hundred book sales of a twenty to thirty dollar book will will, co will cover most countries in terms of living expenses. So, um, you still play a little bit of poker, and I, I know you told me you do a bit of coaching uh, or producing of content for uh, some other training sites as well on the side, just to I guess keep your name out there and so on. Um, you know, what's, what's your ambitions here? What, what would you like to see the business become? Do you, it doesn't sound like you're, a, you know, trying to get to the, the million dollar information publishing business here. You're a bit more relaxed about things. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's actually uh, one or two examples in my industry of super, super hard sell guys. Um, and I 
I'm not. I mean, I don't. I'm not privy to their uh, to how many books they sell. I, I think they sell a lot more than me, though, or they have at least in the past. But they've also generated a lot of negative kind of uh, um, a lot of negative fanfare or something around their names. And so it's been easy for me to to uh, sort of stay away from that and sort of be the 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 guy who, who's not all about flashy advertising and uh, uh, perhaps outdated or. Uh, maybe not not good information um so I, I mean i'm just trying to do it uh with with as uh high quality kind of approach as possible i'm certainly not trying to be a millionaire trying to sell uh poker books um i've definitely got myself to a reasonable point um so i definitely just like to continue growing this business um but also perhaps look into areas outside of poker as well i mean i've been following your blog and others for years and years and uh um really what this this sort of poker uh, business that I've created in the last couple of years is, has allowed me to do is the freedom to um, look into other areas, which uh, is really, um, you know, invaluable. Mm. I love as a, a, you know, sort of final thread we can talk about here, the people listening to this who haven't created their, their first product and, and have a blog, they might have a blog and they're probably thinking, you know, actually, I don't see it as too hard to get to 100 to 200 visitors a day to a blog, obviously. Um, but they, they're concerned with selling the product, creating the product and so on. Can you, can you think back over all you've done so far? What has been most responsible for selling that kind of volume to such a small audience? Is that, can you you know, think of any like the top things that you've done. I know you mentioned already your your own credibility is important. Um, yeah. have, having that story, of course, and you connecting to other leaders in your market really helped you to get the referrals going. But it's more than that because you keep making sales. You you know you keep finding new customers. So what have you done well that you would recommend other people try to emulate? Well, I mean, I know this is going to sound kind of cliche. Uh, everybody is going to say they spend you know a lot of time on their product making it the best but you know I got to say I I edit the thing for my for you know too much maybe eight eight times on the last book it's just ridiculous um but really just researching um re really trying to create the highest quality product because at least in my case, um, I have found that uh, the product kind of sells itself. Um, a lot of the uh, the buyers actually become sort of ambassadors, or uh, for me, where I, I I notice that they're going out on different poker forums and such and uh, um, recommending my book. Um, so I just really I can't say enough about just focusing on a quality product because the best advertising is advertising you don't have to do anything for when your when your customers literally sell your book for you. I mean you don't really have to do um, a whole lot of hard selling to people. Um, so okay. um, that's that's kind of my approach. All right, so great product which stimulates word yeah. of mouth. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with things like obviously traffic growth, putting together a sales page because they worry about copywriting, um, right. email marketing and, and building a list, all, you know, the, the, the core components of having a, basically a blog sales funnel, free information, email newsletter, sales page and a product. That's how you have a business, right? Have you got any advice in terms of how you went about doing all these things? Because it, you know, it doesn't sound like you, you certainly didn't hire a copywriter. You, you didn't have an email list to begin mm -hmm. with. Um, what, what has been the, I guess, the greatest source of um, the, the consistency of, of the sales, 
that came from those four elements? Like what part of those elements did you do well? You think that was enough to get this good start? Because I, I really like guiding people oh. towards what should they focus on first? Like what matters most? You know, you don't right. have to nail the sales page. Maybe you don't have to nail the email list in your case. But what, yep. did, you, what did you nail with even the blog? Was there some type of content you wrote that, that really, because you said you were, you were an expert, but you had to demonstrate that too, right? Yep. You can not, not just as a ranking, you have to show that you know stuff. So do you have any techniques around that area of your, your blogging? Uh, definitely just high quality content. I know that's another cliche, but uh, I'm definitely a, a big promo proponent of building the audience first and um, just, just sort of giving away high quality information for about a year so that you get a couple hundred uh, sort of regular visitors a day. You've got regular commenters. So, I mean, you know already that you're going to make sales. Um, and at that point, um, I think you release a high-quality product. Hopefully, you're not like me. You've started an email list from the beginning. Um, you've worked with social media a little bit. Um, but that's really just been my approach, uh, quality content and then a quality product. I know it sounds uh, – perhaps it's not that magic uh, bullet that some people are looking for. <laughs> um, and just the final thing is action. I mean, that's that's probably – more than anything, what I've learned probably in just following, um, you know, blogs like yours, Pat Flynn and stuff, the, the whole industry, uh, this, this kind of sphere of blogs over the years is the people who take action are the ones who really succeed. Mm. Um, and being consistent and, you know, if you say you're going to write the book and, and you have an audience, um, then you got to go out and you just got to do it. And uh, it's not, it's going to be scary, you know, um, but, you know. Yeah. If you don't take that chance, you'll never know, and there's probably a good chance that you'll actually succeed. Am I correct? I'm looking at the blog post you wrote for the release of your second book. Is your book 495 pages? Uh, yeah, it is, actually. It's That's just insane. Over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. I spent a long, I've spent a long time on it. Uh, I, I don't know how long these books sell for. Uh, That's a course. Been. Nathan, that should have been a course. <laughs> Seriously. It's long enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could have been. Yeah, okay, wow. Well, you know, I have to say, Nathan, you're doing a few things unconventional and not the way I would recommend it, but you're still getting results, <laughs> yeah. you know? So <laughs> yeah. it demonstrates that you don't have to do everything perfectly as long as you get out there. And like you said, you, you're obviously over-delivering with your, your product quality. <laughs> that's $30 yeah. ebook that's 500 pages, that's insane. Um, yeah. yeah, congratulations. I, there's one other question I would like to ask you just regarding traffic. I know you don't have a lot of traffic, but what are what are your sources do you find today? Like, is there anything, because um, people struggle in this area, even to get to 100 people, is it just been SEO for you mostly, like just ranking? Um, I mean, that's definitely been a, a lot of the increase going from 100 to uh, about 300 now has been mostly uh, through Google and SEO. Um, but, it, you know, I mean... Are you link building to get that or are you just writing content? Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to link build uh, a little bit, but I'm definitely not that great at it. So it's something I need to to work at a lot more. Um, so it's mostly just been uh, content, content, and um, you know, uh, being in, being involved, just trying to be everywhere, be on forums, especially within your niche. I think is is quite big. I think that. You know, I, I've seen many, many times where I go in there and I just answer a question. Somebody will, will you know, link my blog, and, and you know, then I get a, a flood of traffic for the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but I, I would say that uh, quality content has has been by far the number one uh, reason why my uh, blog traffic has increased over the years. 
Yeah, I'm looking at your blog post today, the the one that you published most recently, and it's it's a looks like a good two thousand, three thousand word post. So you're you're not yeah. you're going for the quality over quantity <laughs> approach, pictures, which is yep. exactly what you should do today. And and even if you publish once a month, it's better to have one really solid post a month than you know a bunch of four hundred word articles that don't do really do anything for anyone. And those are the kind of posts that get shared in forums and places like that too, which is why you do it, right? Yeah, and I, I totally agree. And uh, you know, most of the top um, uh, posts that that uh, get the get the most traffic through Google are those two thousand to three thousand, maybe even four thousand um, uh, length uh, posts. I definitely I follow another blog that your listeners might be aware of, uh, Viper Chill with uh, Glenn Alsop. Yeah, and uh, he's definitely a big proponent of those sort of massive once a month. Uh, upwards of 5,000 word uh, blog posts. And I, I've been kind of using that style for the last couple of years, and I would say that it's worked out well. Um, but I'm definitely trying to mix in some smaller posts as well um, to just get some more content on there. Okay, Nathan, awesome. Uh, BlackRain79.com to check out everything that we've been talking about during this call. And you can see Nathan's books, how long his blog posts are, how he um, sells them, what his sales pages look like. And uh, yeah, that's a great, it's a simple website though. You know, there's nothing complicated about this. So I think anyone listening in can check out Nathan's work and certainly see themselves replicating it. It's just about, you know, being an expert at something and then sharing your expertise. So anything else, Nathan, you want to throw at us before I wrap up the call? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I think we kind of covered everything. I mean, really the the biggest thing that I can say is you just have to take action. You need to be consistent and you need to be patient. You know, it's going to take time. Um, I wasn't particularly trying to grow an audience, as I mentioned from the beginning, but, um, you know, I know it's going to take time. I know other people that's uh, in my same sphere. I've got a friend who's just started and, you know, he's still struggling with 25 people a day, 50 a day, but he has been growing, you know, he's sticking to it. And, and that's how you're going to build that audience is through consistent quality content um, and then release that product and just make it happen. And uh, it's it's definitely possible. Yeah, um, I, I love it. I yeah. love the fact that you had something valuable to say. Like, to me, that's that, that's almost like the crime. If you have something valuable and you're not sharing it, uh, yeah. you, know, you should be. And, and you definitely, you know, you had a skill. You're prepared to put out big blog posts, big products, quality products. And uh, you get rewarded for it. So I think that's great. Yep. Nathan, thank you for taking the half an hour to share your story and, and good luck with uh, any future products. I hope you can you know, get some more out there because I do think you've got a major uh, latency <laughs> in what you're doing with how many customers you already have. You certainly could be selling more to them at, at higher prices. So uh, I hope to see that. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening in. This has been the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. You can find it as long with all my other uh, blog content, my videos, and of course the podcast episodes just by Googling my name, which is Yarrow, Y-A-R-O, and you'll find uh, everything that way. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.